after these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we are here to talk about TV commercials. Good ones and bad ones, and ones where people say weird shit like this. I love lasagna. My name is Andrew Walsh, I'm here with Genevieve Haz. Hello, Veeves. Hi, Andrew. You might even say this show is a bit of a uh, Genevieve takeover. It is a Genevieve takeover. Um, I have just sort of been piling up ads that are catching my attention, or that made me laugh, or made me scratch my head. And, um, you know, eventually we get I get to sort of a critical mass with those where they don't really have a theme other than me. I'm the unifying factor. here. And, it, you know, it's nice for me because those notes go to the top of our shared show sheet. <laughs> yes. That we just build on each week. We build a show sheet in the same document. And um, I like to start with the interesting stuff. And, um, you know, you will put our random thoughts at the top of the sheet. But I'm a very organized right. person. And so it when that be- when it gets to, to be so many notes up there that are just floating around and they don't have a home, they don't have a show, obviously, like any normal human being, it starts to get to me a little bit. Yeah. So knowing that we're moving all of those from the from the 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 you know right that's the on deck I think that's circle. the foundation of all excellent content is yeah just get it out of there sweep it, it away it does it feel organized does it feel organized yeah that is exactly. the number one thing people come up to me all the time and they say andrew how have you made it as, as a successful podcaster and i say first of all i like to stumble over my words a lot and then secondly <laughs> first you're like i'm a successful podcast <laughs> <laughs> let's de- I, first i say let's define our terms <laughs> All right. Uh, also, you went on a journey. Um, uh, I think this is something that was based on uh, something that an ad counselor sent into you, right? Regarding um, a product from the very late 90s and oh. early 2000s. Yeah, sorry. I thought we were still talking about my takeover. Um, yes, there's a, for in our ad council section today, there is a product that I had never heard of and is so hilarious especially in a modern context that I just went on a total deep dive about it and I've like totally explored every element of its uh of, of its uh marketing and uh and spin-off products and what have you and I can't wait to talk about it. And I see that uh both the listener who sent it in and possibly you are arguing this might be the dumbest product of that era and I am here Genevieve to defend it. All right, I can't a t- wait. A tiny bit, just a tiny bit. Not to be, I'm not interested in the hot talk podcasting or, or just to be argumentative, but I, I can sort of see an appeal. I can All sort right. of see an appeal. So we'll talk about that first, though. Why don't you just take over? A cat is not subordinate to a dog. That is extremely rude to cats. We met five minutes ago, now we're married. You know what people like about gum? History. If it gets completely fucked up, so what? So let's start with this commercial for Orbitz. You know Orbitz gum. Gum? Is this the type of gum that you would describe as hurdy gum? I like Orbitz. It's a it's a strong gum. I mean, they're real. They have the like the 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 twinkle the twinkle tooth sound. Oh yeah, that's their sonic branding. Um, And they're they often have very cheeky, pretty funny commercials uh, that lean into the idea of you might need fresh breath 
for some scenario, and this is no exception. This is called First Kiss. Ooh. I like this one. It's an interesting ad. You have... Um, Two teenagers who are sitting in a tree, and you know what happens when two Uh-oh. teenagers are sitting in a tree. Uh-huh. K-I-S-S-I-N-G. Typically, it's a prelude to K-I-S-S-I-N-G. I like this. It's it's unusually it's unusual in the way they're styled, and I wonder if this is almost like a post-pandemic quality to it. They are up in a tree. You have a, a boy and a girl. She's kind of sitting in his lap on this big tree branch, kind of sitting with her legs around his waist. And they're definitely getting ready to kiss. They're styled very, like, casually. Like, almost, they kind of look like they're in either their pajamas or their extreme lounge clothes. Yeah, I mean, I think this is the way kids dress these days. I I think it probably is. She's just wearing Crocs and super comfortable soft pants, and he's wearing a T-shirt and soft pants. And although both of these kids are very cute... I think it's noteworthy that they are not heavily styled. Um, she has like acne on her chin, yeah, which is you never see that. I in think I've seen this in, in on TV before because I've noticed that the, I like their realisticness. I, I mean, do they're too. both they're both fine looking young people. Oh yeah, to the degree that they I have the glow of youth. Looks, yeah, but um, but also realistic in this way of like yeah, they're just like there's some visible acne going on. They're teenagers. They're teenagers. It's so teenagery, mm-hmm. and their hair, her hair in particular, is just like in a messy ponytail. Um, I love how styled down she is for this uh, this ad. It's not realistic in the sense of, you know, they're up in a tree. It's, it's magical in that way. But I think it's really interesting who they're talking to here. So mm-hmm. we have these two teenagers sitting in a tree, literally sitting in a tree, and they want to get to K-I-S-S-I-N-G. But first, the, the girl in the couple um, takes a, a piece of Orbitz to freshen up her mouth. When you're waiting for a kiss One second can feel like forever Freshen up and make a move No more waiting, just kissing And then they fall out of the tree as they start making out. They embrace and they fall. Now, am I, there's a moment where they're getting kind of close, ready to kiss, but a... a a look passes over the boy's face and he looks almost uninterested for a second and kind of looks away. Am I supposed to take it that he is smelling her breath and she is noticing it? I think that's going on. Yeah, maybe that's... It might be like a, a an overly literal read on it, but I think it is like the this pause of, is my breath fresh? Like, see, he kind of like shakes his head to the... To the he like he kind of oh like, he does kind of give it he kind of gives it a shake like oh and he looks down like oh this is not for me then she takes the gum I'm arguing that that's what's going yeah, on yeah I here. think you're right although does he have gum in his mouth I don't think so he's all right he brushed his teeth this morning I don't know like it looks like he might be chewing if you mm. go back but either way get your ding he might be dipping it might be it might be tobacco <laughs> chew <laughs> that would be pretty gross um. Do you see he, he? Do you see his mouth working there? He's kind of like he looks like he might be chewing something. Mm, I don't know. Okay. The slogan is "Get your ding back." The course, ding being when you smile and, and the little goes, ding. The yeah, that's good. You are right. That's good branding. Um, and I really do like the. I wonder if they. It, like they being the advertisers in this campaign have other kind of like realistic. Um, you know, like couples that have little bits of realism to the way they are made up or yeah. not made up. It's a small thing, but it is, it seems like a small thing, I guess I should say, but it really is a big decision to put someone with an imperfection, a visible imperfection mm-hmm. like that, that's so realistic. I mean, even the most like, 
real real life ads and stuff like the people are made up yeah right you know yep, so yep. i think this is an interesting course that orbits is taking and orbits has like traditionally done more kind of like highly stylized uh characters like the woman who looks sort of like a very old fat like an old-fashioned 60s flight attendant with the blonde hair oh, and she was she did the dirty plane. she said the dirty mouth she had the dirty mouth campaign for orbits oh vague i vaguely remember that she had sort of an accent of some kind and she okay. was like clean up your dirty mouth oh yeah okay um all right so moving on from uh horny teenagers to horny adults hmm. um this, this is, is what happens when genevieve takes over <laughs> it is way. gonna be a horny show that's true uh, this is for eHarmony. Now, eHarmony has gotten beat up pretty bad on after these messages over the years because of their historically just absolutely terrible campaigns. They had that gross old man who was the founder who sold a dating site by having a conversation with his granddaughter. His, I mean, shot his, his like his, his, his uh, grade school ten age, year old granddaughter yes, talking about love and romance and his. In his weird study. It was like they set out to kill boners. Yeah. It was like boners were their enemy. What if it was a secret campaign to sell like uh, boner pills? I don't know. It was so... Like you watch that commercial like, well, nobody's ever getting horny again. It was so, so unpleasant. And it was also a company that was uh, well known for being uh, kind of aligned with the Christian right and they did uh, not ha, ha, did not like have any services for gay couples right. they've changed that now yes. well that and that's what I want to get to with this ad I mean to a quite a degree if you believe this ad like um, eHarmony has really rebranded as a as a thing that is as a service that is really for people to find not a hookup not a date but their true partner um, but they are now extending that message to gay couples uh, or, you know, just non-straight couples of which, you know, uh, there's there's lots of different different ways to to uh, crack that nut, I guess. Uh, but yeah, so this is two men. It's, I think, also worth mentioning that one of the men is white and one of them is black. They're in a really nice kitchen and they're just kind of like doing their morning routine together. You know, one of them is pouring himself a cup of coffee. Um, and the other, and then he goes to like read a magazine or something in a chair, in a comfy chair, and his uh, partner comes in and like kind of wants his attention, so like balls up a piece of paper and like playfully tosses it mm -hmm. at him. And then they kind of get, I'm not going to say hot and heavy, but like pretty horny for each mm -hmm. other. A little steamy, a little K I S S I N G. A little K I S S I N G. So here goes. Real uh, love. Here comes his partner. Loving my own space. There is a little Even paper more ball. When he's in it. Real love begins on eHarmony. So they're oh, the app that gets to know you better. Oh, okay. They're like better. feeding each other and kind of canoodling. No Fourteen minutes, someone finds real love on eHarmony. It's very yeah, intimate. Here. It's very intimate. Yeah, he's like feeding him um, toast with peanut butter on it. Do you like toast with peanut butter on it? Uh, it's not like my go-to, but I wouldn't say no to it. I used I mean, to work with people who did that like yeah. every day during the editorial meeting. It was if you never a little my protein in the morning. Yeah, I, I think could see that. I can see it. Yeah. Um, I, I used to, uh, sometimes if I was going to go work out in the morning, I'd have a little peanut butter on my toast. Yeah. This commercial really leaning into the, like, you know, we, we now, you know, are happy to work with gay couples as well or, or have gay customers be our uh, customers. I will just say, and again, I didn't dig deep into this. 
but did I tell you this off air that like you know every now and then for my other job we'll get like a list of potential advertisers and say would you guys be cool yeah. with it if these if these advertisers want to advertise on the show and if so would you want to do the reads for it and if so would you want to um you know offer what they call PE like um uh personal experience so like they can you know send us a product and we can test it out or whatever. Those are like kind of the three questions. So anyway, um, and eHarmony was one of them. Obviously, it wouldn't be personal experience. Both me and Luke are in um, relationships. But like I was like, I don't know. I know that eHarmony's come a long way with their campaigns and, and, and trying to shed the kind of homophobic, anti-gay past of the company. But I was still kind of like, uh, it's still... That was still them, you know, and so I did a little, did I tell you this? I did a little no. bit of looking in the background of, like, where they are now, and I read some, like, review of the site that was published in, like, a gay publication. I, I don't, it might have been, like, The Advocate. If it wasn't, it was something like that, right? And they basically said, yeah, the company has come a long way, and there's a lot, but there's still, like, some things, and again, this was just, like, they could still go a little bit further as far as, Selecting a gender on the site is is still pretty binary. You yeah. know what I mean, and 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 um, you know, catering to uh, trans couples or non-binary couples or anything like that. I guess you're not a couple if you're using the site individuals. But anyway, so I ended up passing on it because uh -huh. I was kind of like, eh, I don't know, like just be better, <laughs> you just know, be better, yeah, <laughs> you know. But I mean, you know, and this is one of those things too where it's kind of like the company. I'm starting a sentence here, Genevieve, and I don't know where I'm going to go with it. And that's always, <laughs> when people come up to me and they say, hey, Andrew, how did you become such a successful podcaster? I said, <laughs> start sentences and don't know where they're they're going. Um, I don't know. Like, in a certain way, it's good if societal pressure pushes an organization to be more progressive. Let's just say, generally speaking, progressive, whatever the issue is, right? Right. Um, that is good, but also it can come off as somewhat cynical as well when you're a company that was founded on a certain a, a certain ideal yeah that was like explicitly exclusionary yeah. and then the world changes around you and now you're doing these commercials they always that pretended are just like, that there's that it was that their science their relationship science <laughs> wasn't tested for gays <laughs> Which obviously... Well, then test it for gays. I know. Then, first of all, <laughs> you have got to be shitting me. And secondly, test, test it. it for gays, I guess. Uh, don't quote me on that. Okay. <laughs> out, of, out of context, that doesn't sound great. Uh, all right. So now, uh, how horny is your next commercial? Uh, this one's not, not horny. This one, I mean, unless you are horny for cake, which I always am. Yeah, so, so in that way, I guess it is pretty horny. Yes, Leslie, nope. <laughs> yeah, that's true. She's horny, for, she's horny for waffles. Yeah. Um, this is for the Washington Lottery. We've talked many times about other Washington Lottery ads. And this is the this is the, the premise of these ads, which this one is fairly attenuated version of. Uh, but the premise of these ads is like, if you had the resources, what nuts? Yeah, what nutso thing would you do? Yeah, like, what, exactly. Fill what, a swimming pool full of ranch dressing what, and jump into it was one of them, right? Cuckoo bananas dream would you fulfill? Yeah. So in this one, th this one I think is a great ad for something else, but it is not an ad that you need to win the lottery to fulfill. Uh -huh. Let me be clear. Like, okay. Everything that happens in this ad is something that a regular old person could do, and it's called having a hobby and learning how to do something. I am I have not seen this commercial but I'm scrubbing through it right now just yeah. like on YouTube and I think I see where this is going and I think I might be excited about this. So okay, what's happening here? All right. So this does also kind of like uh leverage a 
very popular meme, which is, is it cake? In this story, um, our our dream haver, our imagination department uh, client here mm-hmm. is a woman, looks like she's a mom and, a, and a, a wife, and she is a baker. And we see her in her very nice kitchen, like... Here's my lottery dream. Have that kitchen. Yeah, yeah, exactly. That's the thing. These I guess maybe are, that's what she does with I know, the money. That's kind of the thing. These commercials, like they, they're trying to be, they're trying to be on trend a little bit too much, yes. and then they and then they kind of miss the point. The point, which is that if you had some money, you'd make your life better. Yeah. So anyway, she they don't show a before and after in the kitchen. They just show that she's in this beautiful kitchen, and she's making a cake. And the first cakes come out, and they look. Fine, but homemade. Well, you know? smoking in there. First, the I daughter, guess the first one's kind of a fail. The first one's a fail. She scares her daughter because the oven is smoking, right? Right. But then we see iteration after iteration, and she gets better and better. She's trying to copy a ladybug cake off of the internet. Which kind of comes her out of being is hilarious. Kind, kind of hilarious. hilarious, but also better than I could do. Yeah, but it sort of looks kind like of one of those, scary you know, bug on top of a cake. the internet version, my version right. type of split screen memes. Yeah. But then we get to where she's now she's doing like pretty nice cake decoration, like very like fancy bakery looking cakes. Yeah. And then we get to she's <laughs> able to make those kind of cakes that fool people. So like her husband picks up a cup of coffee. It's cake. Yes, yes, yes. I like the just even by scrubbing through, I like the evolution here from terrible cake to kind of comedic looking cake to nice cakes. But now suddenly we see, oh, she made a boom bake out of a boom box out of cake. They do call it a boom bake. <laughs> they when call it's it a cake. boom bake. Yeah. A boom box. Um, but that that looks, looks sort of cartoony. It looks cartoony, but then a realistic looking slipper. And then it looks like the dad is going to go grab his morning cup of coffee and it's going to crush in his hands because it is now cake. All right, let's take a listen to this. Bad cake, smoking kitchen. Yeah, she's making this ladybug cake that is hilarious. Oh, now the cakes are looking real nice. Boom box, slipper. Uh-oh. Her husband goes for the oh. coffee. It's cake. The daughter goes for her soccer ball. It's also cake. And then it says, go full you. Wow, they pack a lot in in 30 seconds of that storytelling, I will say. I would like one more scene where um, the, uh, I guess the father slash husband and daughter put um, real bars of soap in a sock and start beating the mom. Because I do Mm -hmm. feel like that. But then the soap is cake. (laughs) Maybe. But I was just getting violent because I don't know why the everything being cake thing kind of it triggers me for some reason <laughs> and i don't know why like i'm both fascinated and mesmerized by it but also it would piss me off so much if i want to pick up my my soccer ball and it was cake i guess so wouldn't you be just entranced by the ability of someone to do that to fool you to look right at an object and have it not know that it's cake well for starters i would have Icing and cake all over my hands. It looks like a total mess. I know that's your mess. worst nightmare. Yes. There's not like you can't just walk over to the kitchen sink and wash your hands. No, I mean I guess the mom, uh, the mom just has kind of a smug look on her face afterwards. That's that's, that's what she wants. That the, the smugness. cake is incidental, right? And I relate to this in a uh-huh. big way. The cake is incidental. What you want is the ability to look smug. Yeah, I guess so. But it's kind of like I, he just wanted some coffee. And she just wanted to play some soccer. But don't you feel like this is kind of a funny thing to say that you need the lottery to achieve? Exactly. That's also just a stretch to me, right? It's just like, I guess if you, I mean, maybe what the does premise, that have to do with buying I mean, a lottery show, ticket? Okay, here's what I need for this to actually work as a lottery commercial. She needs to. I need to see her giving her notice at her regular job. Uh huh. I need to see her at the fancy 
bakery supply store getting the like insane Egg, equipment exactly. that you need in a class a cake I baking need to see class you're taking a class with a famous looking chef yes or, or like a yeah. or like a famous looking chef doesn't a, a personal trainer yeah. situation uh somebody with like a like a waxed mu- tips mustache sure, is yeah. like with a sh- big chef hat uh-huh. really sell it to me like let me know that this woman had some money to how spend. did yeah how did the lottery help you do how this because you're lottery... right this is absolutely this otherwise you can just hobby, have a yeah. hobby it's called having a hobby exactly all right um so horny for cake now trivago a lot of people are horny for the for the uh trivago guy right is he still doing things the, the horny guy... center might not be holding here. the guy who um who has his shirt untucked all the time. Remember, he was a whole thing for yes. us. He's still doing this? I think he is. He's not in this one, yeah. but I, I feel like he still uh, pops up now and again. This is for, so yeah, as you say, Travago. It's one of those uh, travel comparison websites. And uh, their pitch here is that, and a lot of these ads for travel stuff try to make the same case, that like you paid X dollars for your hotel or flight, and the person next to you somehow got it for less yeah. because they used Trivago. As someone who like who comparison shops shops between Expedia and Orbitz and um and Trivago, like I can tell you, like it's very rare that one of these sites is going to have a deal that nobody else has. But but you but you should use the still, site. The, you you would argue that you'd still use the sites other than just yeah. going to the actual hotel itself. Right? I remember one time you and I were on our road trip back from the Grand Canyon, and we hadn't had a you know we didn't know exactly where we were going to be, so we didn't book a hotel for one night. We figured we'd book it on the fly, and. I went into the hotel lobby because I need to use the restroom, I think. And then I just sat in the lobby while you booked the hotel through like Trivago or something outside in the car. Because I think I didn't I even go up to the counter yeah. and say, how much would it, uh, you know, a night be? And he's like, oh, we only have one more room and it's going to cost you your firstborn. And I'm yeah. like, ha ha, we don't have a kid. Ha ha. Yeah. Yeah, we did. I don't remember if I went just directly through the Marriott site or if i went through expedia i probably started with expedia because you're out in the car like boop, 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 yeah and i you know and and expedia you know i get points and stuff so there is a little bit of an incentive for me to stick with one of these i'm sure trivago has some sort of similar incentive program this ad is not particularly interesting or amazing but there's one thing about it that just made me laugh um we have a woman uh who you think is going to be the hero it's sort of like you know like uh reversal she's not the hero she's the dupe so she she rolls up to the to check out and they tell her it's going to be however much it is 129 dollars a night and she's like great now first of all who doesn't know how much unless you're just traveling for business in which case i know you really don't give a fuck uh but you I, still know when i travel know. for business i've booked it in advance usually yeah or like yeah. maybe somebody else books it for you and you don't yeah, know but like i always know if i'm paying for my hotel room I don't go to sleep in the hotel room not knowing what it's going to cost me the yeah. next day. That's cr- oh, is the idea that these people are checking out? Yeah, she's checking. Oh, out. she's not checking in. I think she's checking out. Oh, you always give your credit card stuff when you. Or check maybe in. they're checking in. Anyway, in which case, I guess it kind of makes sense. So anyway, she's checking in or checking out, and then the woman who walks up next to her gets a lower price. And the way that they did, they learn this is when they tell her what her price is, they flip around a little whiteboard with the number written on it, which I get it is for the audience at yeah, home. Yeah, it's like a digital whiteboard, right? It's like a it's like a tablet, right? Is no? it? I thought it was just a, an actual whiteboard. But uh, no, I guess it is a, an iPad. Yeah. Um, but either way, they flip around a, a screen and they show them the price. 
and it's just funny to me to imagine being at a hotel uh you know reception desk yeah and they like show you like like it's a game show like look what you've won yeah, and, and, i mean i could see it if they were showing you like you know they'll do that sometimes if you're uh getting your you know your oil changed but then they say hey we have a deal at pens oils so we're gonna just you know we're gonna flush out this system and add top off this or whatever. And then, you know, sometimes they'll show you your, their screen and they'll kind of show you everything that you're paying for. But this is just like they flip it around and just... just they just repeat them. They just have a, a just giant a big, number. giant number The number it. that they just told you. Right, exactly. All right, let's take a listen to this. Checking out? We appreciate your loyalty, So Ms. she Jones. is checking that out. Comes. Yeah, who... Yeah, why would you check out and get... Has, have have the people at Travago never gone to a hotel before? Yeah. You don't give your credit card when you check out. Yeah. That's not how it works. That's not how any of this works. <laughs> checking out? We appreciate your loyalty, Miss Jones. That comes to $129 for the night, please. Not bad. Checking out. $99 for the night, please. Wait, what? How did you get that deal? I use Travago. With Travago, you can compare hotel offers from major booking sites and find a great deal. Oh my god. Hotel, and then at the end, Trivago. one of the like uh bellhops is cake. Well, <laughs> that's amazing. You didn't even mention that. Thanks for not spoiling that. Uh that's a stupid commercial. Yeah, it's just like it, like you said, for a company that does travel for a living, they don't really know how travel works. Right, exactly. And it's just a small, it's some small things. But like you said, no one, most of us, when we check out of hotels, unless we have some special, unless we need to like change something that was you done. You just like, walk out these you days. You walk out these days. Email exactly. me a receipt. All they had to do was like change that for checking in. It's going to be Very 129. Strange. Very strange yeah, commercial. Really strange. Also, I don't know how I like the, uh, the somewhat haughty accent of the um, guy working the, the desk. The clerk, yeah, the yeah. desk clerk. Yeah. Um, all right, so... Trivago, learn your trade. Um, this next one is not one that I've seen on television, but I was kind of just booping around on AdSpot mm-hmm. or iSpot. And um, this is for um, a product called Leaf Filter, which is something that you put over your gutters to prevent the leaves from getting all in them and clogging them up. Sure. And, you know, you can understand how that would be a, a yeah, thing. Absolutely. Could have used that in our at our last place. And for maybe sure. this place, too. I just am yeah, too scared to get think, on ladders. We should think about that, actually. Um, so this cracks me up, though, so much because the, just the premise of it is hilarious. The people selling the leaf filter are doing some kind of presentation at what might be a retirement home in which case why would they need i don't think people do their own gutter cleaning and repair and when they live in a retirement home or maybe it's it sort of gets has the vibe of like a timeshare presentation like something that a group of people were forced to go listen to in order to get their like free steak dinner at at whatever skip the steak dinner it's not it's worth not sitting worth through it. that shit it's man so boring. and yeah. the steak is not good yeah. i guarantee you you're really not you're going to regret it so we have the a, drinks are watered now. A bunch of people, mostly elderly, um, and the the couple that you're gonna hear talking is a a father and his adult daughter. Um, after the leaf filter presentation guy, who's wearing like a white, they're all wearing like their white branded golf shirts, do it for their timeshare presentation. They ask all these people, these elderly people, are you still cleaning, like climbing up on ladders to clean your gutters? And everybody raises their hand dutifully. And then the adult daughter turns to her dad and she's like, just appalled that he's still climbing ladders. Oh, 
My goodness, Veeves. This, I, I don't know if this is interesting. I'll just continue <laughs> with my performance today. But I have been sitting here reading the official description of this ad. And there was, I, I guess it's not terribly written. My brain was just twisted. I kept reading this. At a conference, a man asks his audience who climbs a ladder <laughs> to clean their gutter. There's now, the way I said that implied a comma where there isn't one, but I thought he was saying that the audience climbs a ladder to clean. No, no. I see. At a conference, a man asks his audience, Quote, who here who climbs here a ladder? ladder? But I kept, as you were talking, I'm like, a man asks his audience who climbs a ladder <laughs> to clean their gutter. A daughter is appalled to know that her dad still does, even after she has told him not to. It's still not great it's not the writing. Great, but it's not yeah. the greatest copywriting. Um, okay, let's take a listen to this. So, so they're again, at a conference. At a, I guess that answers my first conference. question. What conference are they at? The gutter conference. <laughs> so who climbs ladders to clean their gutters? Dad, I keep telling you it's dangerous. Climbing ladders is too dangerous. Leaf filter puts an end to that. <laughs> so how does it work? Leaf filter's three-piece system filters out leaves and debris, letting water flow through freely. Do we need to replace our gutters? Great question. Leaf filter could be installed right on top of your existing gutters. We're sold. Call 833-LEAF-FILTER. I have more of a comment than a, a question. When I was uh, reading your first book, uh, uh, that is a weird scenario. What is the conference they are at? I guess what is this conference? I guess it's the annual gutters conference. Dad. 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 Why? Like, okay, they're sitting in a conf they're sitting in a presentation for leaf filters. Obviously, he's still climbing his ladder to clean the gutters if they're there to learn about this sure, new technology. Yeah, Did huh. she think he hired somebody? Yeah. Huh. Did she think he was making her mom do it? You're not supposed to think about how they got to this conference. That's that's the thing. You're not supposed to think about it, but I, I can't help it. I every Anytime I see an ad, and that's often what makes me like grab an ad for this show, is like I can't help but try to color in all of the context around it yeah, and that's what often makes me laugh the most maybe we should do a, a show like a, a, a how did a we get here exactly what i was gonna say <laughs> how did we get here like that's like a it. really good premise I like, like it yeah like you're you know the, the, this 30 second commercial takes place in some sort of scenario but it's like wait a second here why would you even why be in this scenario here it's like i don't know you don't you don't like christopher nolan movies and you probably don't remember this about inception but I always think about it. Um, there's a there's a premise in that movie, which is premise heavy, in fairness, uh, that you can tell if you're in a dream if you can't remember how you got to a place. Oh, okay, I kind of remember that. Which I do think is interesting and like kind of germane to the mm -hmm. question of lucid dreaming. Like, does that yeah is that a question you can ask yourself in a dream if you can be self aware enough to yeah ask yourself? And it is sometimes a question that I ask myself in real life to make sure I'm not dreaming. I'm I'm disappointed, not in you, uh, because I could do this myself, but like you were really, you spent a little bit of time, maybe several months, like really trying to understand and get into lucid and dreaming. And I succeeded. I had a few lucid and dreams. And then you just stopped. I find that so fascinating. It's but it so really, labor intensive. If I'm the one who's interested in it, I should just do it my own damn self. Yeah. But I found it interesting when you talked about, you know, I often will have dreams, or I often will remember my dreams very vividly, and I love talking about dreams, but people don't like hearing it, so I won't. But, um, you know, 
I'll sleep pretty soundly and not really remember my dreams. But then Bananas, Professor Bananas, our cat, wakes us up at 6 a.m. for breakfast. And usually I get up and I give her a can of food, right? Yeah. And then I go back to bed for an hour or two. And that is when I have very vivid dreams. Right, because right? you're so close to the surface. And that I, that I remember very well. And then today, is a, we're recording this on a weekend, and I got to sleep in um, much later than I have in a while. And all of those dreams that I had some vivid, vivid ass dreams. And here's my point. I'm not going to tell you what was going on in the dreams. But my point is little things have been happening to me all day today where I'm reminded that something did not happen in real life, oh. including a conversation with Luke uh-huh. uh, on, on on the podcast. We're doing the podcast and he said something. I took issue with it. And then it wasn't even a big deal, but we're just a little chilly to each other the rest of the show. That was part of a dream. And that struck me later. I was like, oh, whoa, whoa, whoa. we didn't have that conversation. Right. We're, cool. We're actually not mad at and each then, other. And it wasn't even, it was just like a low level thing. And then today I was, uh, I went to go wash a mug and I'm like, oh, the mug still exists because I had totally forgotten this. But apparently in one of my dreams last night, I, I dreamt that I broke one of our mugs. Which or, mug? Or I don't, um, I know the mug. It's the big mug that, ha- I think your mom got it for you that with the, um, with the semicolon, oh, the semicolon on yeah. yeah. In my dream, I remember grabbing another mug and saying, well, I guess I still have this one. But in my head, I was like, oh, bummer about that semicolon yeah. mug. But you like that semicolon one because it's, do. Got, it's a big coffee mug. Because it's big, and now that we have this house, the coffee machine is further away, so I can fill that up in the morning and bring it down here. So yeah. anyway, And we was, have more room for coffee cups, which is really happy making. And I know that that is not lucid dreaming, but I do like, that intersection of real life and 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 the dream world. Well, listen, I mean, I st- I stopped doing lucid dreaming because it really is labor intensive. Like you wouldn't think it, but you have to really write down a lot of dreams and be very disciplined about um like checking kind of like training yourself to check in with yourself about whether you're dreaming mm-hmm. so that you can ultimately keep doing that while you're asleep. You still have an alarm that goes off on your phone just randomly Sometimes in the middle of the day. Sometimes it randomly goes off and I do think like, oh, I'm And dreaming. the point of that is you're supposed to say, am I dreaming right now? Yeah, right? and supposedly if you hear it in your sleep, it, it triggers. The, but you again, it's all about uh, repetitive uh, learned habits and... I did do it successfully enough that they. I had a few dreams that became lucid right before I woke up. I mean, that's the mm-hmm. other thing about lucid dreaming is that you're. If you're lucid dreaming, you are so close to being conscious that it really is like in this very gray area. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I liked it. I have a friend who just naturally lucid dreams almost every time she dreams. Really? I yeah. Didn't know that. I want to talk to that person. Yeah, you should. Or I could just get a Second Life account. Or <laughs> that. Yeah, it's always it's always that. That's the easy way out. This next um, commercial on your list, I watched it earlier, Genevieve. Um, yeah. It's pretty fucked up. It's really it's, terrible. It's really weird. I only so, wanted to highlight this one because this is for Nugenics, which yes. is one of those male supplement uh, companies. And Frank Thomas has been their longtime spokesman. Yes, former baseball player, right? But yeah. a big baseball player, I a believe. Big like a, guy, a man of large frame. A man yeah. of large carriage. Uh, and he's, he's Frank Thomas. And he's done all these ads. And a lot of them are like really highlighting that like even though he's older he still got it in, all, in the bedroom on the golf course blah 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 and like people keep recognizing yeah. him and listen i wasn't a baseball fan during his heyday so but but yeah there's like a couple of milfs walking around a grocery store and they're, they're like hey aren't you frank thomas yeah. and, they, woo, and they fan themselves and yeah. then he starts talking about like the eugenics for some reason Nugenics. Yeah, you really want to. You really want to be careful. <laughs> My apologies. Yeah. Also, why would they call it that? that why would they call it? That? I don't know, it's but we so actually. Close. I didn't include it in the sh- in the show sheet today, but we actually had someone on the Facebook uh, group note that they 
their uh, partner, I think, is watching something on some streaming platform that has a Nugenics ad, but it is cut off, unfortunately. Oh, no. And it does sound like they're advertising it for Eugenics. Oh, no. So anyway, uh, eugenics, just remind, that is, is that the study of the skull that was based no, no. on racism? Eugenics is a really, I mean, it's Nazism, essentially. Oh. It's the idea that, you know, um, ge- superior genes should be, uh, you know, should pro- be be reproduced and inferior genes should be you know eradicated that's terrible but then i guess i just looked it up i guess i was thinking phrenology that's the study of the skull but wasn't that based in like some sort of like white superior probably shit too i I mean listen everything is everything is but yeah yeah. i think i mean phrenology is just absolutely hokum as is eugenics of course but uh, not Nugenics. But not Nugenics. Nugenics is not sure Pokemon at all. I'm sure so, it's extremely, uh, yeah. So it's worth real. noting that Frank Thomas used to be in these really corny commercials. Speaking of how do we get here, there was another, remember we the last one we talked about was a Nugenics commercial where they were in a conference yeah, as well. A news conference. And there was one woman in there particularly who raised her hand like she was a reporter and asked a funny question. I can't remember what it was, but you really got a kick out like, of that. It was something like, how are you so big and handsome, Frank <laughs> yeah, Thomas? right, exactly. I feel like that's oh, always... Oh, then she a... kind of blushes or yeah. something and he's kind of like, ooh, or, or she is. But, um, but in this one... So we see two men who are having a phone conversation. Sort of. But we never see their faces. And is it is the idea here that they no longer have a contract with Frank Thomas, but we're supposed to believe this is Frank Thomas? Because no. they only show the back of his head. They One of never the, show his face. Yeah, no, I don't think any of these are supposed to be Frank Thomas. I think this is the cheapest way you could possibly make a commercial, which is to buy a couple of pieces of stock footage of men on the phone and since we can't see them, their mouth, it's, but it's like men from behind. What? Men, really? Men, either men far away or men uh, filmed from behind. And so we never see their mouths. So nobody involved, nobody who they were seeing in this ad says anything about nugenics. It's, it's all, all ADR. It's all ADR. And it's all ADR. But like, wait, so you think this is stock footage I'm looking at I here do. in this? I do think this is stock footage. It's like kind I of I think it's like commercial stock footage. Because we see like a white businessman looking at it. Again, we never see his face, but he's like walking through an, air, an airport, I want to yeah. say, or something like an airport on his cell phone. And I mm-hmm. guess we don't see his face either. Although he's just because he's- conversation m- with his business bro about how he's just low T. Yeah, he can't, well, he didn't get much sleep anymore because he has to pee all oh, the time. Oh, that's right. Not low T. It's this one's prostate. Yeah, it's high P, not low tea um and i got you genevieve was taking a sip i got her um but then the but that one is a little bit less weird because he's walking he's moving there are various camera angles and you can sort of see it it's somewhat cinematic in a certain way and it's decently shot and the camera is kind of far away and so we it doesn't it doesn't strike you as much that we're not seeing his face but the person that he's talking to is we're seeing the back of his head. You know, I'm looking at this now. Maybe I was wrong. I assumed before that this was a black man. Maybe maybe it's not. It's, there's light coming in from the window, so it's, he's a little bit in profile. But this is weird. Like, this is the part. Like, he's just sitting at his desk, but we don't see his face. Yeah. It's shot. We only see the back of his head. Because, again, they paid, And there's no reason for that at all. They paid $500 for this footage. So I thought that might have been, like, they no longer can afford Frank Thomas, so this is, like, a, a stand-in. We're supposed to believe this is Frank Thomas, and we just never see his face. I don't but think I that's not. the case. I think it's just that, I, as I put in the notes here, Whatever you were paying Frank, as bad as those Frank Thomas ads were, yeah. they're infinitely superior to this garbage. This but is, the writing is pretty funny. The writing is, is hilarious. So, okay, so, and it begins with... <laughs> 
a, I think a, a third a guy. businessman just it's like this black and white photo it looks like it would be for like a a drunk driving yes. lawyer commercial <laughs> like you see a businessman with his tie loosened around his neck and he's standing straight up but there are bars in front of him we're looking at him through bars and it says prostate prisoner yeah and that's how the commercial begins and then a total tone shift within two seconds we see these two businessmen talking on the phone together and then you're right this is all stock footage because then later on we start seeing stock footage of scientists looking yes, through uh uh what do you call microscopes <laughs> microscopes those two two eye microscope things you're right they just did this all with stock footage which actually now I enjoy it more. I feel like that's a good challenge. We should do that. What commercial could we make using just, just using stock, stock footage? footage? All right, let's take a listen to this. Prostate prisoner number 302. What? <sighs> Morning. Why so sleepy? All those trips to the bathroom all night. Don't... I mean, it's so funny because we see these realistic looking images of men, but they sound like cartoons. And there are no way it's... are they. Does the sound sound like it's in the environments that no, they're in? No, this sounds like a radio commercial. Yeah, it really does. Prostate prisoner number 302. Morning. Why so sleepy? All those trips to the bathroom all night. Don't you? Yeah. I also, used to. what all is those don't trips to the bathroom last night? Don't, don't you? you? What? That's not a sentence. That is not English. Prostate prisoner number three o two. Morning. Why so sleepy? All those trips to the bathroom all night. Don't you? Yeah. I used to. Then I did something about it. Oh, man, those prostate products never work. <laughs> I thought so, too. I can't explain how funny it is. We see this, like, he's like, what is the George Clooney movie, Far, not Far and Away, that's very different, um, uh, Up in the Air. Up in the air. Or, is that it? Up in I the Air so, or something? Yeah. Like, we're seeing, like, a very cinematic scene of a businessman walking across an airport, and he kind of, in a, also kind of with backlit so he's sort of in a profile and they slow down the footage so that you, is, you keep saying profile i think you mean silhouette or silhouette ra rather um although this is also profile because he's walking from from right to left across the screen but and he like sort of slowly raises his hand and you're right they're like trying to match the stock footage with the script but poorly which is just it's so poorly done this is hilarious let's start from the beginning i love it prostate prisoner number 302 <laughs> <laughs> Morning. Why Morning. so sleepy? All those trips to the bathroom all night. Don't, Don't you? you? Yeah, I used to. <laughs> then yeah, I, I did something to. about it. Oh, used man, those to. prostate products never work. I thought so, too. Then I found Full Potency Prostate. Full Potency Prostate, powered by Nugenics, the breakthrough prostate. I mean, that's really it, right? After is there this, anything else? The pitch, yeah. oh, there is a drop that I want to use later on that comes at the Even end of this show, no, or the mentality. end of this commercial, we too. Oh, this is a whole minute, though. But yeah, they say something like break out of prostate prison or something <laughs> like that. How about like pay your bail and get out of prostate prison? Yeah. I guess there's no know, bail go, for prison, work, is there? Work I get through that. the, uh, go through the prostate system, I guess. Yeah, maybe, you know. Pay maybe. your debt to prostate society. <laughs> <laughs> Take advantage of the programs in there. Yeah. Get yourself get right yourself for the outside a, get world. Get yourself a prostate JD. Oh my God. All right. This next commercial, I really like. It's part of a campaign that we've talked about before. Yes. I have not seen this in the wild. I only saw it because I was looking at oh, your I show sheet had. earlier. I don't think I've I mean, seen I this one before have. today. But you have an interesting note underneath it that I don't understand after watching it a couple of times. So yeah. I want to know what you're talking about. But will you will you explain this commercial for Taco Bell? Part of their part of their new campaign that I think you and I are kind of impressed with we're fans we're not equally fans of all of the entries in it but we like it a lot the premise is almost always that um 
two young people are attracted to each other and are about to K-I-S-S-I-N-G mm-hmm. when one of them hears a the ta- a, a bell sound that is the that they hear as the Taco Bell bong. Yes, sound. somehow it's diegetic. Like so, like there's one where um, two flirters at a beach party yeah, and, are, learned, and that's how we learned that buoys have bells in them. that's right are about to kind of embrace and maybe have their first kiss but then something hits the, the buoy the in buoy the water over. and it sounds exactly like the taco bell sound so the woman and i believe it's always the woman and i think it's always i think it's always heterosexual couples and i think it's always the woman who walks away maybe like that's true. something happens in their surroundings that it sounds just like the taco bell sound and then suddenly they're no longer interested in this crush they have or this uh, attraction this attraction or this kiss that's about to happen and they just start they just suddenly like become transfixed and just start wandering towards a taco bell right and then you see them enjoying usually late at night these are almost always to um although not in this case this is a midday one but often it's a late night thing Mm -hmm. where like they they're about they're they're about to have a, a kiss, and then they we find them late at night in a Taco Bell that's kind of lit up in the dark. Yeah, and this one I think I liked because I kind of forgot about that campaign. Campaign we talked about two of them, and then I totally forgot about it. So I this one really got me. I didn't see it coming. Uh-huh. So in this commercial, you see it's a bunch of um, it's a softball game. It's like a softball. It's an adult softball game of some sort, and one team is clearly behind because um, there's a young woman who's in the dugout, and she takes off her hat and she turns it inside out and puts it back on. It's a rally cap, you know. They want to come from behind. The attractive young man sitting down the bench from her does the same, kind of mimics her and and, and puts his head hat on up inside out and then um they kind of have a look and then they kind of scrunch up together they kind of slide closer to each other and i think they start looking at each other like they're gonna go in for the kiss here right they're gonna go in for the kiss but then somebody you know hits the ball throws away their aluminum bat and it hits a metal fence post and of course it makes the taco bell sound and it totally got me these it totally (laughs) got me and then suddenly the woman snaps out of the romance and just finds a taco bell We got a rally cap. Cute, cute guy wants Couple to kind of like, uh, yeah, they're both cutie. And uh, they're smiling at each other. They're sliding in, getting ready for the kiss. Now she's up and away to Taco Bell. And we see her walking in. Um, Try Taco Bell's new $2 okay. cheesy so, double beef. Okay. I think these are great commercials. I think they're really they're really fun. And like you said, like they the scenarios surprise you. Mm-hmm. And even though it's the same punchline every time, I think it's a great reminder of their sonic branding. Yeah. These are fun little stories. It makes a good point, makes a good pitch. But the name of the team that is trying to come from behind here is on Wait their jerseys. I and have, they're called the Crunchers. They're called the Crunchers, yeah. And I'm, I'm, Of course they're going to get Taco Bell. What do you mean? Of course, they're going to get Taco Bell. Who's into crunching? They oh, I get see. Some food. And I'm looking at the. Okay, I got a couple of issues now. Now that I'm pausing this, so they have a uh, like kind of a a humble looking scoreboard, right? Yeah. And uh, it's the Diabolos versus the Crunchers. So that's kind of interesting because the Diabolos isn't that what they call their hottest sauce at Taco Bell? Oh, I don't know. Maybe. I think so. I think there's something about that, but it's inning seven. And the score, my friend, is tied. Yeah, I do wonder. That's can you, not rally cap can you time. Rally? It should be nine to eight, yeah. not eight to eight. I think that's so very too. confusing. I agree. Rally, I think someone misunderstood what rally caps do. I, I think had the so same too. Thought. Yeah, you yeah. need to be coming from behind. Yeah, if you're, if you're rallying. I don't know. 
But yeah. otherwise, I think otherwise it's, cute. it's a good commercial. It really did. It did surprise. And then as soon as I heard that bell, I'm like, oh yeah. What does Luke always say? Yeah, button hooked me. I nah, right. But you wrote it was bound to happen. In other words, this scenario was bound to happen because everybody there, if they call themselves the Crunchers, somebody's gonna then go get Taco somebody's Bell. gonna go get Taco Bell. I'm sorry. I thought you meant that. I don't know. I thought maybe. There's really a Taco Bell team now called the Crunchers, and you're like, oh, it's bound to happen. The Taco Bell's going to field a softball team and call themselves the Crunchers. I hope it they always do. happens. I hope they do, but that, that's not what that was I about. I see. I gotcha. Okay. Uh, what's up next? I'm getting hungry. Yeah, well, stay hungry because we're going to, or I guess the opposite, maybe. It's for Domino's. <laughs> it's your call. Okay. Um, this is called Stacy's Leftovers. This is Domino's pitch that when they bring you a Domino's pizza, it's still good the next day. Like, I don't know that the world needed mm. to learn that leftover pizza. I just had some for lunch. Yeah. That leftover pizza is good. Like, we all know that. It's part of the reason we all get pizza. But I guess they're trying to make the case that their pizza is especially good that's the a next good, that's day. That's a nice little carving out of your little place in the market, yeah, I okay. think. Sure. So the premise here is uh, we have, we're in Stacy's kitchen, and she's going to have some leftover pizza. But how... Did we get here? And Damos would like to tell you. Okay, so it starts with a flashback. Is this correct? It, it starts with, um, we're starting with, uh, this is the leftover pizza, and then it, then it goes to a flashback. The delicious Domino's pizza you're looking at is actually yesterday's leftover Domino's pizza. How'd we do it? Simple. We took it fresh out of a Domino's oven. We put it in a Domino's box, put that box in a Domino's bag, put that bag in a Domino's car, drove that car to Stacy's house, rang her doorbell, delivered her pizza. Then we kind of did nothing all night, came back in the morning and used her leftovers to get this perfect shot. So what? You made a Domino's commercial with my leftovers. <laughs> Can you clean up this kitchen while you're at it? Well, you don't know where things go. So get two medium, two topping pizzas so delivered. So at the end, suddenly we realize that because we've been seeing these beautiful close-ups of the of the pizza in the toaster oven, um, but then they back out and we see there's a camera there and a lighting rig yes. and Genevieve. It's postmodern. Where's my bell? There it is. Thank you. You had the bell. I think it is postmodern and 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 pretty successful. And I. I love, it's a small thing, but I love the line read on We Don't Know Where Things Go. Me too. I was going to say really that. It's really good. It's really, the actress is making a real choice. And it's a good line. It's a good, you know, I yeah. can see them I can see them going with something else there that is corny and doesn't work, but yeah. like, we don't know where things, here, I'm going to listen to that again. Commercial with my leftovers. Can you clean up this kitchen while you're at it? We well, don't know where things go. So- yeah, it's a good line. I also like the the actor, the woman who's in the um, kitchen, Stacy. Yeah, I like, like Stacy. Yep, yep. Yeah, good it's a it's a real quick uh, quick hit, but I think it's a really good Domino's ad. Is this next commercial the one that you and I happened to stumble on on TV yesterday, and you had some thoughts about it? Yeah, I just think it's interesting. Mm-hmm. So this is for Progressive. We've talked at length about this Progressive uh, family of agents. Of course, you've got Flo. Uh, of course, you've got Jamie. And we had said, how we had noted how they were starting to introduce these other regulars. And Maya, this sort of sarcastic, you know, like ultra, ultra rye, ultra mm-hmm. like deadpan, sarcastic one, seemed to be being put forward as more of a character. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There are, there's another actor in this, uh, a black man. Alan, we, I think. Is we, that his name? I think we established his name was Alan in another one, although I don't know if they ever say it in any of the I think you're right. And he's he would clearly be like the next in line if they're yeah. going to keep doing this. But this. Because you got, you got Jamie. Yeah. You got Maya. Yeah. You got Alan, who doesn't get a lot of good lines, although he might have had a good line in the Zoom one during pandemic. He usually has a couple, like he, has, he usually gets a joke or two, mm-hmm. but there have never been any Alan-centric ads. No. 
Maya has been getting more and more central. And then in this ad, Jamie's not even in this one. It's Flo, Maya, and Alan. And Maya is the star of this. And I think mm-hmm. this represents a real turn for the character of Maya. We're going to learn a lot about how Maya thinks and how Maya works and how Maya sells insurance. Now, it has been established already that she's like, I don't know, I think she's too young to be Gen X, but she's got, she's like the Gen X where she's like super eye rolling. She's very eye rolling. doesn't have the energy she's to so even over it. put up with any of this. And Flo is the one who smiles all the time. Like that's right. Maya's whole thing here. So here they are, the three of them, the three agents or salespeople are in a woman's living room. And I think they're trying to sell her on Progressive. Well, I'm not 100% sold yet. Okay, have you considered- It's fine, Flo. She's not interested. I get it. Not everyone wants to save money. What's she doing? I don't know. Renters and homeowners can bundle and save. For what? A trip to Bora Bora? Bora Boring. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, you know what? I'm in. She's all yours. Want some tacos? Nah, I'm not really in the mood. Yeah, you're right. So messy. All the napkins, those different toppings. Actually, I'm in. Yeah. <laughs> it's so, kind of funny. Pretty funny. Um, I'm not 100% personally sold on her pretty one-note I agree. character, but I am interested and gratified that they're giving her more to do, and I'd like to see where they take this character because Jamie was has been such a success. Yeah. You know what's interesting about this? I mean, you were really trying to hammer the idea that all these commercials are horny today. And I was like, maybe back off that a little bit, Genevieve. You're really one note on that. You know, there's another accidental theme here, though, which is food. Food in commercials that are not necessarily for food, if you'll allow it. Lottery commercial, very much about cake, right? right? Um, well, the Taco Bell was just about Taco Bell. Um, Domino's, wait, hold on. Well, this next one, okay, progressive, tacos. Got me hungry for tacos, even though it's not a commercial for they tacos. mentioned tacos. And then this next one has a, a, a line about food in it, very specifically, uh, lasagna. And it's not a commercial for lasagna. This is my favorite ad. I, I truly have never seen it in the wild. It is so good. I think this ad should be getting more airplay. It's very funny. It's for bare paint. Mm-hmm. And the premise, it I guess one I guess my one criticism of this ad might be that I might have a hard time remembering that it's for paint, but mm-hmm. I love the premise as a comedic uh as a comedic premise, which is we have a family, they live in a house, um and the the idea is that having your old paint like with unless you've like freshened up your paint Having your old paint around is like having an earlier version of you hanging mm-hmm. around the house. So you have this like pretty established couple. I think they have a couple of kids. And the mom in the couple has a version of herself arrive who's like her younger festival going kind of um, kind of slacker. Just, yeah, early 20s. Early 20s. Like, that's one thing about this that I thought is interesting. It's called Festival Girl. And that's kind of... But, and I don't think I realized that Festival Girl is a is a trope or a stereotype yeah. is a better word. Like, because it's got this the has long blonde hair, nothing the big to do with hat. festivals at all, yeah. but it's just like, I don't, does she even have the big hat in this one? I don't think so. She She's just like a, a blondie with like kind of some, like some of her hair is braided and she's always wearing crop tops. And like, she's like a festival girl. Like, and again, yeah. this is just my age and me being out of things, but like, it's so funny how I didn't even know festival girl was a thing. This commercial is called festival girl and it has nothing to do with festivals whatsoever. 
it makes me real this and the very first commercial we played today about the two teenagers and yeah. seeing how teenagers are portrayed both of them are really making me me feel my age yeah. and my generationalness exactly it, like, like I, I wouldn't even know really about how to construct these personas yeah right exactly i think so i think the only voices you hear are the two versions of the woman the the current the present day older version of the woman the more responsible established version and her younger festival girl self and it does begin with a voiceover saying what you just said which is when you you know explaining the premise some i think a voice of god sort of yeah. says like when you don't paint your walls it's like an old version of you hanging around and you should know that it, like at one point it, um like the the modern version, the older version of the woman walks into her own house and she sees the younger version of herself uh, on like a chair, but she's like sitting like a young lithe person, if I'm using that word correctly, like lithe, like kind of flexible. And oh, okay. am I using that correctly? Kind of lounging in a way that a big fat guy like me can never imagine <laughs> lounging. And she's her feet are like up on the wall, yeah. basically. So did I use lithe correctly? I mean... Yeah, I guess so. It's like that would be it's sort of a weird place to put it, I guess. Okay. Anyway, um, and like the woman is like, hey, could you not? And she doesn't finish the sentence. But what she's trying to say is, could you not put your feet on my wall? I think that's another good like connection to the paint, actually. Yeah. You know, so, okay, take a listen to this. If you don't repaint every now and then, it's like the old you is still hanging around. I'm listening to music. You are a Libra and he is a Pisces. That is like a cosmic dungeon. You know, what? can you cosmically no? That's why I only date musicians. What are you guys eating? It's lasagna. I love lasagna. <laughs> so today, that's, let's paint. That's bear, you guys. America's most trusted. Yeah, that's a pretty funny line. We tried to use that sh- that clicking sound. I feel like it doesn't work as audio, but like she's like doing her nails in the corner while the family's having dinner, and she like mocks them for having is basically the face she's we making. We like lasagna. That's we like, you guys. That's you guys. It's lasagna. I love lasagna. That's you guys. <laughs> so today, it's good acting. Bear. I love this actress who's doing both parts. Who's doing both parts, yeah. It's so fun. And then at the end, Bear. Festival Girl is gone and the family can just yeah, go on. They've repainted their walls from like sort of adobe to like a blue green. Yeah. Anyway. I love a, I love Festival Girl. More Festival Girl. That's how I end topics, by the way. Again, people come up to me and they say how do you be such a successful podcaster? How do you be such a successful podcaster? I say, end segments by saying, yeah, well, anyway. Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying. Only the echoes of my mind. Hey, look, another Andrew. Didn't we have an Andrew writing in? into last week's show? We did. This might be the same Andrew. I can't keep track. It's not me. But um, this Andrew says, uh, this is from our our Facebook group. Uh, Andrew posted a a commercial for a product called Hit Clips. Was this something you were familiar with as a product? No. Me neither. Because this says 90s, but this is very late 90s, early 2000s, I believe. Is that right? Okay. That's the vibe I get. I could be wrong. Uh, Yeah, actually, I think that's correct. I looked up, they were released in 1999. Okay. Um, Andrew says, this may not be literally the dumbest ad in the entire world, but it sure is an ad for literally the dumbest product in the world. <laughs> I introduce you to Hit Clips, 67 clips of low-resolution mono songs that cost a whole five bones. It's 60 second clips, by the way. It sort of sounded like you said 67 clips. Oh, 60- that, w- that would actually be worth the four. <laughs> it's, you can spend $4, or I guess it was $5. He says five. I'm seeing- The commercial uh, said $3.99. Yeah. You could buy- a, So it was like this tiny little- 
It was like mu- a postage stamp. Yeah, tiny. Well, it was like a little uh, musical device that you could have. Uh, an article that you point to later uh, uh, compares it to, kind of to those uh, Tamagotchis, yeah. sort of like something small like. that you could hang off your backpack or whatever. And then once you have that little tiny player, you could put these tiny little postage stamp little discs in there yeah. that would play 60 seconds 60 seconds of popular songs of a popular song not the whole song this tiny little keychain thing it was it's mind blowing that this was ever and i understand transitional technologies and what have you but it's mind blowing that anyone thought this was a good idea let me let's start by having you play the hit clips ad um which features, you'll hear a band. Actually, if you don't mind, I'm sorry to interrupt you. The The first one you put in here has terrible sound quality, so you can't even hear what the announcer is saying at all. Okay. So can, before we get to the one that has the band you want to highlight, can I play the one with better audio quality? Sure. That everything is almost exactly the same, except they, they highlight different musicians. And I don't think that um, any like actual musical artist appears in this one. It's just like some young woman who's like, I guess super cool in 1999 or 2000. Um, yeah, they have the all these women who are like all dressed in white and they're they're not from a band but I think they're supposed to sort of evoke a kind of band like a kind of all girl band from that yeah. time and they're and so and this is from I guess this commercial is from the year 2000 it's for hit clips hit it coming at you right between the ears is hit clips music to get you grooving hit clips is a slick micro audio system this type package is small pumps out monster sound like this we clip 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 and sample songs so only the grooves plus with the micro boom box load the mother load Some of these songs available now. Not all the ones that we just played, but some of them. So the regular device that plays it, I'm I'm obsessed more with the device, is about the size of oh gosh, I don't even know, like I mean, you said a Tamagotchi. I yeah, that's, that's about right. But then she mentions, or you can load them all up into the boom box. And that thing is maybe twice the size of the other ones. So it's still like you could just hold it between your two fingers. Yeah. It's tiny. Um, now, there is another one, the same exact commercial, only instead of focusing on um, who was just in that, you had Britney Spears and Sugar Ray were in that one. Yeah. This is the same commercial. The audio quality on YouTube is terrible. Um, but it features Genevieve. Did you want to set this up or do we want the reveal to be in the commercial? It features a band called O-Town, which were a a boy band that were manufactured as part of Making the Band, Mm -hmm. that TV show. I vaguely remember that. And they were, they had, like, their biggest hit was a song called All or Nothing, which made it to number three. And they were just, like, an absolute down market in sync. And they're actually in this. So, like, everything's the same, except at one point the commercial sort of stops and they're just like, hey, we're O-Town. You should buy this thing. And then they just start awkwardly dancing. Yes. It's very weird. Coming at you right between the ears is Hit Clips. Music to get you grooving. Hit Clips is a slick micro music system. This type package is small, but pumps out monster sounds. Break sound like this. We clip, 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 and sample songs. So only the groove sticks. Hey, we're all down. Your music, your way. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> it's your music, your way, as if 
my way is I only want to hear 60 seconds. Like, I just why would that hear be the, my way? I just want to hear the hook and then have an earworm for the rest of the day. Here's one thing I like uh, as far as the advertising of this is concerned. When they're explaining how it works, they show a full-size like CD cover and then they come in with like square... Uh, hole punchers yes. and they're just like punching out just little bits of the That's, album and then putting it into the player. Yeah, it's it's wild that anyone thought this was a good idea. Um, so I like I really could not wrap my head that somebody thought this was a good idea, but this is the actual this is the actual product. This is from an article uh, like one of those you know '90s nostalgia ads uh, headlined uh, "Hit Clips Didn't Make Any Sense, but They Paved the Way for the Future." And this article does not make that case. That's the headline. Uh-huh. But nothing about this article bears that out. Um, but they were released in 1999. They allowed uh, you to take a full minute of ultra lo-fi mono music from your favorite artists like Britney Spears and Sync, Backstreet Boys, and Smash Mouth. Those are not my favorite artists, but okay. Anywhere you went. Um, you paid $20 for the little Tamagotchi wow. thing, the little device. And then three ninety nine for one minute of a song. Um, and supposedly it was all about status because yeah, as you said, like you treat it like a keychain, like you have the little device and then you clip the little clip, the little square disc or, you know, data mm-hmm. file, whatever it is on like a, on like a key, like keys hanging off of this device. I mean, mm-hmm. did you almost like charm bracelets, I guess like a charm bracelet, but my God, I would have said that this was a total failure, but, um, Tiger Electronics, which made the product, got $80 million in 1999 from them, which I think was a lot of money back then. Um, the players cost $20, as I said, and the and the, each clip cost $4 a piece. Uh, to keep hit clips on the market longer, they created the Hit Clips Dance Bot, a robot that clumsily shimmied to the music. Did you I, did you watch a video of that? Because I found a video. No. I know the listener can't see this, but I'm going to play it for you. Now, here's a couple of things I want to say before we get to the robot. Um, for starters, here's a line from, and again, this article is, is it's written by Sam Valrose, it looks like. Valrose. Valrose. Yeah. Um, and, and Sam is totally bashing on these things. Um, but Sam writes, were you a diehard in sync fan then you had to own all eight hit clips you couldn't consider yourself part of the baja men hive and not carry around just a minute of the course of who let the dogs out um so in other words like i could because again this is not this is not targeted even at probably teenagers but like tweens you know or or just getting into that and i could see myself as a completist i mean when i was young maybe not quite tween but like I was collecting all kinds of um, California raisin shit. I had so many, like, and every time I see another one of those little California raisin statuette things, little plastic guys, I would get another one. I had a California raisins um, painter's cap, and anytime I'd see a California raisins button, I could buy another one and add it to it. Like, there is something for young people about, like, the completest nature of this. Yeah, and just the 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 collector bug. I could definitely can understand that, again, for a young audience. Of course, you have older, like, cool looking teenagers and 20 something selling it but it's for children I also like this line that Sam wrote while the novelty of it is great through rose colored glasses the audio quality sounded like it was coming from the bottom of a well that had a layer of tinfoil over it and it was on fire. <laughs> I really like that. Now, as you mentioned, they um, they have the two little players that we already talked about, and then the robot that, that they clumsily shimmied along. You found this. You can buy this for forty dollars on eBay, apparently. And I yep. found a video of what this looks like. You know, on YouTube. This isn't an old commercial. This is just something that somebody taped recently. They 
got their hands on one of this these things. And Genevieve, I want you to describe what okay. this robot looks like while it's dancing because it is something, man. So it kind of, if you can think of the robot from Lost in Space, the Danger Will Robinson robot, it's just a piece of plastic that does that, that looks like that, and then one of the legs kind of like jerks slightly to just the side. One, one leg always just, stays just in the slide, same place. Just slides back and forth, and left and right. Meanwhile, its right leg just sort of like, and just so precariously jerks <laughs> back and forth, just back and forth. No other parts move. One leg. One on this leg kicks to the sort of kicks right to and the left. Other side. That is amazing, isn't it? And that of course, is amazing. And apparently, they were dancing to ABBA. God, in that I wonder one. what the. I wonder what the uh, hits robot dance clips bot. Excuse me. Uh, retailed for originally. Yeah, that's a good question. You, should we buy this one for forty bucks? Let's not. Head council, it's jingle time. It's Millie from New York, and I have just put in some uh, smart bulbs, and they run on an app called Wiz, like, like you know, you're going to see, like the Wiz, you know. But uh, also, when I was growing up, there was a store called the Wiz. And so every time I look at it, uh, at the app, I get this stuck in my head, and it's not very long, but it goes, nobody beats the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. There you go. Bye. Of course, everybody knows nobody beats the Wiz. No. Well, it was a Seinfeld episode for one thing. Oh, no. What? What is it? Well, it's famously in New York, um, an electronics store. Nobody beats the Wiz was like their was their, uh, you know, tagline. And I didn't know the jingle, Uh. but the nobody beats the Wiz is like a, a New York staple this i might have learned was. this on another podcast at some point this might have come up but this was not common knowledge remember, to me and i don't remember, don't remember the episode Seinfeld? of seinfeld nope. elaine is dating a guy who's he wears a crown and he's he his job is to advertise the whiz nobody beats me i am no. the whiz no i don't know beats that me. one boy your seinfeld knowledge is woefully it really incomplete. is and i went back like a couple of years ago and started watching from the beginning again and then i didn't make it all the way through but you'd think that i would have seen it eventually because yeah, i watched a lot of seinfeld and i'm not saying it was like the most classic seinfeld mm-hmm. but it was like a fairly well-known one okay can we listen to this commercial this yeah. one it looks like it's from the 1980s Ooh, grand opening of midtown locations nobody beats the Nobody beats the Wiz. Oh, Wiz is now 10 great superstores with the opening of its newest store at 12 West 45th Street. Nobody beats the Wiz on this sharp VHS VCR unbeatable at $269. On a gold star 19-inch color TV, unbelievable at $188. Or this Sony stereo cassette Super Walkman, unmatched at $69. Nobody beats the Wiz. Nobody beats the Wiz. Grand opening sale at all stores. Be there. The Wiz with stores throughout Manhattan, the Bronx, Queens, Brooklyn, and Newark. Nice. Should we let it roll? Really? Uh, now, if don't you don't so. put me down, I'm going to miss the grand opening of the newest Wiz store at the corner of 6th Avenue. Okay, this, this other one is a um, King Kong parody. It's not even a parody. They just take King Kong and redub it? Yeah, I guess so. And uh, the damsel in distress is saying, put me down. I need to go to the Wiz, <laughs> essentially. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. That's it. 
That's it. We're done. We are Wait, done. Wait, how do I end segments now? So anyway. So anyway. So anyway. So anyway, uh, thank you everybody who wrote in, who called in, who posted to the Facebook group. You too can participate in these incredibly fun activities. You can call us at 607-444-5597 uh, or email us at after these messages show at gmail or join us on the Facebook group. Join us on the Facebook group. All right, everybody, that was a lot of fun. We'll talk to you next week. And as we like to say on the show, so anyway. Don't get it, get a computer and Google it. If you find out all the reasons we the shit, then you the shit. Yeah, pooping on the track, call me Doodle Vic.